Hello and welcome to High Hopes, another edition on a Monday. Not that when you listen, you know exactly what day it is, but today specifically on a Monday, Jack Fritz sent a text message last night to James Seltzer and myself. This is John Marks. And uh, said, hey, we got to do an emergency pod. So when the Phillies signed Jake Arietta and Jack Fritz joins me right now, Jack, uh, I think we kind of had the feeling that this had an opportunity of happening, being that the market really hadn't developed as far as years for Arietta, and uh, and I I felt good about it happening. And then when John Heyman, who sometimes throws stuff against the wall, other times he has good information, he put it out there. I guess early yesterday, where he's, it, I guess his wording was they're close to an agreement, and then uh, according to pretty much everybody, it got done. The sleeping giant is awoken. Finally, after, I mean, 2011 was the last time this team was really competitive. We had some excitement in 2012, just thinking, hey, maybe one more run with the boys. We'll, we'll bring the band back together. And then for f- five years there, it was just a depressing, slow drop-off to eventually a team that lost 99 games, 100 games, top five picks. All of that is it's over now. The, the, the sleeping giant that everyone in baseball has been talking about is finally awoken in the, in Philadelphia. Uh, Arietta, while he's not you know a young ascending ace like pitcher, at worst he is going to be a, a healthy, hopeful innings eater that can that can save the bullpen some some innings that last year uh, it needed to be saved. So I mean, Arietta is the biggest signing in, in for this team. Well, Carlos Santana was big too, but since Cliff Lee, uh, it just feels like finally. You know, this team is back to being a competitive team. And I was, I was thinking about the drive down. They're going to add Arietta to this team. They're going to to be in the mix for the wild card, hopefully. They have the, the lowest payroll amongst the big money teams in the sport. And they're adding a top three pick to this whole entire thing. Uh, so you're, you already have to see. We have to have the, the contender conversation, right? That's like such a sports radio or a, a Comcast sports set topic. Well, does this signing make them contenders? Sure it does because there's a, there's a set, there's two wild cards and I look at the lineup and say lineup's actually pretty good yeah. and this rotation before Arietta is abysmal and without I I yeah, I'm not looking at every team in the NL but it's you have Aaron Nola and then you pretty much have everybody else now the top two top two your top two starters actually look good and Arietta and I'm already looking I looked on Twitter I put a put a tweet out last night where uh, I, I think it's a, a, a very good signing. The Phillies were desperate to get a starter, and the fact that they can get a starter for just three years. Now, it can be voided after two by Arietta, or the Phillies can elect to extend it to five years if they'd like. And what's that, $20 million the last couple years yeah, on it? Yeah, around there. Um, so I, I think it's a great trade. There's a there's a desperation aspect to where you needed starters, and we'll talk about the rotation. And uh, James is going to come in and uh, relieve me, and you guys are going to do some – uh, some time on it as well because I gotta I gotta go get ready for the show. But um, I I thought it was good. I'd rather have Arietta than six years of you Darvish. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. Yeah, it's it's listen with a pitcher with that has a an ERA that's went up. His velocity's gone down. His WARS went down. All the different stuff that's going on. It's it's he's a declining pitcher. He's thirty two years old, but he's still good enough to be right there with Aaron Nola and make your team better. So I like it. 
Yeah, and even though his his stuff is declining a little bit, you saw some life from him at the end of last year. His final three months of last year, he had a two two six ERA, uh, and he was big in the playoffs again. If the Phillies do make the playoffs, and listen, I don't think I'm not going to come out and say they're going to win eighty five games. Like I'm not crazy. I'll be reasonable, but I think they're going to be in contention for that wild card spot. I don't think that's unrealistic to say. They were a game under five hundred last year with in the in the second half of last year with Pete McCann as the manager, who was garbage. And a garbage staff and a, a young ascending lineup. So adding Arietta to Nola and hopefully one of one of Eikhoff, Pavetta, Velasquez can, can 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 take a jump here. And then you have a legit, pretty good, solid rotation. I don't know. I don't think I don't think saying they could be five hundred is too much of a hot take. But here's the thing. Just stay, and I know that, that Pete talked about this last year, but stay around five hundred. Who knows, maybe even a little bit better. I haven't went W's and L's on the entire schedule yet. I guess maybe I can do that today on Marks and Reese. We'll give them a win, give them a loss. Yeah, we'll just do it. Um, All right, what's the record going to be in August this year? I was trying to save it for for when we go down spring training next week. Yeah. So don't steal that for the night show with Joe Giglio. Well, we don't have a show this week, so. Oh, because of the NCAAs. NCAAs. Bang! And and tonight is uh, a Philly spring training game. It is, indeed. Um, So, listen. They get to July and they're around 500, and now they can look into all right. What's available on the market? Maybe there's a team or two that are more or less looking to dump a salary than get huge returns. So the Phillies, like you had said, still have a lot of money to burn. They can take on. Uh, we've seen this in the past when the Phillies. It's always okay. What kind of a prospect are you getting back for who you're trading? Depends how much you're going to pay of the salary you are trading, right? Like a, a, an organization could say, well. We're willing to. Uh, we know he's overpaid. We're willing to take, ha- you know, half of the salary. We'll pay for half the salary. You only give half of this the money. Then you're not going to get as much of a prospect back to where if you're saying like, hey, we'll take on the full salary, right? So who knows what the Phillies are going to be able to do? I like the fact that that they stayed in this. That they've uh, that they hey, twenty five million dollars a year is a significant amount of money. Three years, not significant. Yeah, it's just like the money doesn't matter for me right now. I mean, their their yeah, payroll is still like. Uh, Basically, short of signing a guy to like eighty million dollars a year, they were going to be fine under the luxury tax and all of that stuff. So, just I don't care about it. And the, and the three years keeps your window open. If you do sign Harper or Machado to five hundred plus million or whatever, you can get out of the Arietta deal and re-sign with people around him. If he does age, you know, horribly, if he falls off a, 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 a cliff immediately next year you can get out of it after two years three years it doesn't kill you and even three years from now if you're if you have a big contract of what 40 million a year for harper and your second contract is like 25 million for for arietta it just doesn't doesn't matter matter. it doesn't matter No, you're right it doesn't matter and it makes you that much better and it does i'm not going to sit here and tell you that phillies are contenders to win the world series but i will say that hey man they're improved and as a guy who spent the majority of my summer and spring last year down at the park broadcasting before and after the games and, and watching the games night in and night out. It was rough for the first couple yep. months. And then they turned it around post-All-Star break, and a lot of that was the young players coming up. But a lot to look forward to. I'm looking at my my Twitter here. It's John Marks Media. And um, and I just put a little thing out there saying that this is what I said. I said, Phillies desperately needed a starter and got a good one. I'd rather have three years of Arietta at $75 million than six years of Darvish at 126 not even close. So then now you start getting – the cynical baseball Phillies fan that doesn't really understand what's going on. Right. Uh, showed a, a rapid decrease in the ERA as the season went on. It, incorrect. Wasn't he a post all-star break of uh, two ERA? Two, two, six. Yeah, so a rapid increase. Of... He allowed like two earned runs in August last year. 
I mean, his fastball is definitely declining. But here's the thing: is it takes a little while for a pitcher to adjust to 92 when they're used to throwing 95 for most of their career. And we've seen guys who who age well with a lower velocity. I mean, Verlander dipped for a little bit there. Of course, he jumped back up to 99 last year. But there was a period there where he was he was really really bad in 2014, like bad. And then now he's back to being one of the best pitchers in baseball. CC Sabathia, he's aged pretty fine. I mean, he had some dips. It just it comes with being an older pitcher. You have to learn to pitch at 92, and he's such a smart, hard worker that I think I just trust him to figure it out. Well, it's the difference between, and he was never a thrower, but a guy that throws 98-99 doesn't necessarily have to learn how to pitch because if he's getting right. swings and misses on 99-mile-an-hour fastballs, you don't have to pitch. Jamie Moore had to learn how to pitch. Jamie Moore had to work backwards. He had to worry about hitting corners. And, and you've seen it. Cole Hamels has never had great velocity. I mean, early he had he was 94-95, but he's so good with the changeup, and he learned he had to have a third pitch at least to mix in. He just has guys guessing on him sometimes. So, yeah, you're right. He's going to have to, if he if he's going to average 92, it's probably going to go down to 91-90 before the end of his contract. That's good enough. The yeah. problem with, with Eikhoff last year when he was down – he was down 88, 87. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When he lived at 90, he could get guys out because the secondary pitches were pretty good. He has a good curveball. 87, 88, you're in trouble. So as long as he doesn't dip too far. But he listen, we're talking about a, a former a former uh, Cy Young, yeah. a guy that has postseason experience, and a guy that really, Jackie said it earlier, if nothing else, I don't, even, I don't care what the money is. It doesn't matter. They need, He would have been worth $30, $40 million to the staff because, the, because if they didn't have him, well, who would they have had? Are you going to overpay Lance Lynn or somebody like right. that? Jeez. I mean, if you could, honestly, worst case scenario, in my opinion, is that he throws 180 innings and has like a four-some ERA. I think that's absolute worst case. I need him to get over 180 innings just because, on paper, I think the bullpen's pretty good. So if you can get the ball to the bullpen, let them do their thing, I'm just worried about a guy that can do that on a consistent basis. And at worst, I think Arietta can do that. Nola and Arietta should be good enough to where – they can give you six innings, turn the ball over to your bullpen, and you have a chance. Whereas if you didn't have Arietta, you're hoping to get five from Vince Velasquez. You know, he, he can't possibly throw more than five innings. It's pretty crazy. Him and Pavetta both have the same struggle in that in that area. And if Eikhoff can bounce back, I mean, I, you're right about Eikhoff. But what he's doing this spring training, I think, is super interesting in a little side topic, is that he's throwing still 88, or he's throwing like 89-ish, but he's throwing it up in the zone more with his four-seam fastball because it's rising a little bit. Rather than last year, he's trying to live at the bottom of the zone, and with a rising fastball, it's just getting crushed. So hopefully he can adjust to 89, whatever. That's fine. But I just trust the Phillies' rotation so much more now with, with Jake Arrieta, uh, and the money doesn't matter. And even though you know he has the downturn in his career, he was still phenomenal in the postseason last year. Just get me, get me to a, a, a big game in August or September, and I trust Jake Arrieta just as much as I trust most guys in baseball. Mm-hmm. Man, I agree. I agree. Just looking at what some of the the other negative tweets. Uh, like, what's the point of being negative about this? Well, I it, they could have given him th- if they would have done thirty three years for ninety million. I probably I, I, I would have be. been like, yeah, at least it's only three years. They in fact they that they, they didn't play that terrible deal. Deal. Arietta's cooked. Okay, sure. <laughs> um, let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Where's the one I was looking for? Oh, well, and I because I, I said that Darvish, I'd rather have three years of Arietta than six years of Darvish. And he says, well, Darvish is the decidedly better pitcher. Is he, though? But, but I digress. Well, I, I mean, he may be a little bit better. Maybe. 
Did he look? Did he look that way last year <laughs> in, the, in the World Series? Darvish, why well, his ERA was over four, just slightly over four, I, I believe, when he was in the American League. He was a little bit better with the Dodgers, but he wasn't all that impressive when he came to Los Angeles, especially not in the playoffs. Giving six years to, to you, Darvish, I think is terrifying. One hundred twenty. It seems like a rushed move. Like I don't know. He's just a guy I don't trust in big games whatsoever. And if you're if you're trying to win another World Series, if you're the Cubs, why would you bring in a guy who's well, you, well, here's what you're hoping for. It's an old Yankee move, like you had mentioned with with CC. You're hoping for the first three years right. are the old Darvish, and then one of the last three years he can come out and grind out a good season. Right? I mean, that, that's the way I would look at it. If it's the Cubs, it's too for years the Yankees said, We'll take the first three years of CC Sabathia or Mark Teixeira being good and eat the rest of the, the contract. Now I Baseball GMs don't want to do that anymore. The Cubs, I guess, at this point, feel like, hey, we got to continue. We got to go for it again. Right. Um, I, I am not. A, I'm not a big U Darvish fan. Good pitcher, but I, I'm not giving him six years. I'll I take. F- I'll take three years, Arietta. I just don't. I don't see him being an ace. And here's another thing about Arietta that I think has been under talked about is that he doesn't have much innings on the on that arm. So like, usually when you sign a 31, 32 year old pitcher, it's like, man, he's got he's he's pitched forever. He's been in the league since he's 23. He's worn down. Arietta was pretty bad his first couple years, and then once he came to the Cubs, he turned into a 200-plus inning guy. But before that, he didn't throw more than 200 innings in a season. So you're getting a semi-ish, fresh 32-year-old arm, which I think is important. Whereas Darvish, I think he's, I think he's more close to the end of his career than Arietta is. Mm-hmm. I agree. No, I agree. So we'll see how good he is, but it's certainly so. What's your uh, and James is going to come in here in a couple minutes? Yes. What is your uh, what's your rotation right now? Uh, I'm going Nola opening day. Actually, I don't even know if Arietta is going to be ready for opening. Yeah, day. Yeah, so, so that's he, he's not going to be right. I mean, well, he's never going to start opening day. I'm talking opening week. No, I know it's it's the twelfth. So 15 days is the opener. Yeah, I don't know how much he's been doing. I know they had a free agent camp. That maybe I'm sure he's been throwing. Right. Of course, he'd be an idiot if he wasn't throwing. Oh, hey, listen, he's 32. He knows what they're doing. He's not pitching. I mean, it may lead to him getting rocked a little bit at the beginning of the season. Yeah, he, if he like, can't find his pitches. Here's the thing, people: if he comes out slow, don't freak out. He started slow last year. He's a guy that has pitched deep into the postseason for the last three years. I mean, 2015 when he had the .77 ERA in the second half, he pitched in the NLCS, and then the year after they pitched in the World Series, and then the NLCS again last year. There's something about a playoff tax that it takes a little while for these guys, older guys to come back from, and we'll probably see that at the beginning of this year. If he doesn't come out and dominate, don't be surprised. Just hope that in the second half of the year he goes back to being last year's area. Second base second best ERA in baseball from 2014 to 2015, 2.08. That's not who we're getting right now. Last two seasons, 3.30. I'll take 3.30. Yeah. Any day of the week they need it. Because huh. you know why? Look at look at who else is in this rotation. All right? So you're going to have Noah, Arietta, Ikoff is maybe your fourth. Velasquez yeah. is probably your third. So now it just comes down to is it Ben Lively, is it Pavetta? I don't think Leiter is. He's a long man. He's a long man that can do multiple innings. That right. I actually like him in that kind of role. But I don't know if I Pavetta to me looks like a bullpen guy. Looked like a bullpen guy last year. Doesn't he's he's not a thinking man's pitcher. He's got good stuff. The velocity is going to take an up a little bit uptick of an uptick if you put you put him in the bullpen. Yeah. Put him at seventh and eighth inning. See how it goes. He's going to try to win a job. But I, I I don't see I mean, him they, as being a starter. They locked him in as the fifth starter. I think they lock not locked him in, but 
they pretty much gave him the fifth starter job before the Arietta signing. So I wouldn't be surprised if he starts there. And yesterday in his start, I thought he looked pretty good. Like, I mean, he was, he was, instead of trying to throw 100 every time, he was throwing 92 and he was just getting outs with his fastball and his curveball still is a legit weapon. I'm cool with just having Pavetta. He's in got really good stuff. Amazing stuff. So I'm cool with just seeing, making sure he's not a starter before transitioning him to the Giving ball. him another year. Just want, just, him and Velasquez. This is their this is their last shot for me. But Velas but see Velasquez at least I know it's it's so mental with him, but I know that that it, it mental and injury stuff. But I know that he's got three major league pitches. For sure. Maybe. For I think sure. He's got two. Well, he's his, got two his plus. Changeup should be better. Well, you can again you're talking about a relatively young pitcher, but yeah. like Cole Hamels, did he have three legit Pitches? He still does. I don't think he still no, does. he's got that slurve that he threw. <laughs> yeah. that he tries to just show up there. He so. told me when I was like fourteen that I had a better curveball than him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, he, uh, yeah, he, he. We'll see what he does this year, but I, I'm excited. Yeah. Well, uh, we'll see how this shakes out in the next two weeks. If he's even going to be ready to start the season, I, I would, I would. It's this isn't even a one year contract for big money. It's three at least. So I would uh, err, err on the side of caution. And boy, that Chris Archer trade right in July is going to be a lot of fun. Adding him to this rotation and then a nice little stretch run. Come on, Johnny, I know you see it. And then you get uh, you you trade for uh, Mike Trout. <laughs> then all the Phillies went, put, trade your entire organization for Trout. Who knows what happens? Yeah, I'm, I'm not talking about Trout, but who knows what else yeah. they can do to fill in some holes that they have. I'm just glad the juice is going to be back at CBP. It's been too long. But it feel, it really does feel like baseball's back in Philadelphia. All right, James Seltzer's coming up, coming in here now as I have to get ready for my show. Marks and Reese coming up here, but um, make sure that you uh, you rate us. Make yes. sure when you're on iTunes that you give us a, a great rating so people can find us because there's thirst for Phillies talk out there, which we can't generally do all the time in the we'll land of, in the land of Eagles, but we can do it here. Yeah. On High Hopes Podcast. All right, James is coming in. Everybody, talk to you. And now... I'm here! James is here. I'm here! Did you hear that? Uh, John said I'd be here, and all of a sudden, magically, I'm here, Jack. This is an amazing thing. Are you excited for some reason? Uh, Did something happen uh, with our uh, baseball uh, team yesterday? Jack, I have had a giant smile on my face. Sure, a smile's a good way to put it. All day yesterday, all day today. uh, It's one of those things where it's very rare, and it's even more rare in March when spring training is happening. But it's very rare that you can make a signing that that one signing automatically takes you and makes you a contender. And the Philly signing Jake Arrieta, filling that need with that guy, automatically makes them a wild card playoff contender, Jack. I'm, I'm, I'm floored, man. I, for three years at 75, I thought it was me three at 90 and I would have been Same. happy. I, I, I'm, I can't believe how this market played out, how Clentac, just the, the, toughness and fortitude to just hold out i mean we heard from the start of free agency all the way through how you know they know we out of baltimore they're lower all that stuff and they were able to hold out and say no yeah we're, we're giving you this or no and eventually arietta gets to the point where he's like all right this is my best option this is the best spot this is the best deal props to matt clentag man because because that was impressive to wait it out Three years, 75, front-loaded with the 30 in the first year, 25 in the second. Just And an opt-out after two. Masterful. Like a masterful move for this team and in the moment. Yeah, and it's it's we've talked about this enough where it's important twofold. One, it's important on the field this year because their starting staff is dog crap. Well, yeah. I mean, and, and we've talked about it. We had Nola and nothing else. Now, 
just even with two guys at the top, we've talked, you and I both big fans of what they've done in the bullpen. I think the bullpen's going to be bullpen. really I mean, good. Just get them five innings. Like, really good. And, and obviously, we all talked about how excited we are about the offense. Jack, to to add to Nola, you had one guy you could count on to add another guy like that. And and to to take some of that pressure off Nola. Nola doesn't yeah. feel like he's the only guy who can stop a, a losing streak who has to go out and be the guy all the time. Man, like you said, it's, it's huge from that perspective. Yeah, because, you know, we look at the rotation right now, it's going to be... It's be Eikhoff, Velasquez, Pavetta. Probably that'll be the mm-hmm. that'll be your back half I think, of your rotation. Yeah, Eikhoff and Velasquez locks, I would say, and then likely Pavetta for the fifth. And both Pavetta and Velasquez have both shown that they struggle getting past the fifth inning. Mm-hmm. So if you can just and uh, yeah, exactly. And Velasquez just struggling to stay as a starting <laughs> pitcher. For... Yeah, well, and, and two, at least right now on paper, two out of the five days you should have starters that can get you to the the bullpen, which on paper looks fantastic. Um, and then it turns it over to them. They should win more ball games that way. But the other part why this is so important is because of free agency next year. Yep. This is a, this is what we talked about all the time. You have to be competitive. You have to show competitiveness if you're going to lure a guy to a guy like Machado or Harper here and bring in Arietta. He's still respected around the league. Everyone talks about the dip in velocity. Like adding him for the season, I thought was important, and it's going to make it more fun. But the reason I got more excited is because of what he's going to bring headed into the negotiating table next year. He he legitimizes the franchise the franchise yes. in a, in a way. Like Tony. You know, he really does. He 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 signals that this is not just a group of young talented guys on the upswing, but a a group of young talented guys on the upswing who can compete now and are going to compete into the future. I totally agree with you. I think from that perspective if you're a a Harper, a Machado who Already going to be interested in coming to Philly because they're going to have the money to pay those guys, which is going to be the first you know yeah, hurdle they'll be to interested clear. In that Five hundred million dollars. Yeah, check. but then you get to come join this lineup, the youth here, what's growing, and of course you know this this sports city. But then you know you can look and say, I got Aaron Nolan and Jake Arrieta at the top of my rotation. Those are real guys that I can count on to go out and get me get me wins and get me you know eat innings for me and all that type of stuff. I think it's crucial. Again, it, it legitimizes them. It puts them on the map in a way they they weren't viewed the same way as they are now. And I'll add a third thing, and and I I know that this can be, especially now that the Phillies are like the most analytically inclined organization in sports, it feels even weird to say that, but, um, you know, to kind of just slightly go against the analytics community in in a very minor way, I do think that there is something to bring in a guy in like Arietta and adding him to this young staff, Yep, adding him to the concept of of being the veteran to, to kind of bring these guys along, show them how it's done. And on top of that, I mean, you know, workout monster. I mean, this is a guy who We have a guy that can compete with yes, Holiday's Bell. He can. Legitimate. He's that guy. And to have that type of guy, that type of workhorse, both on the mound and off the mound at the top of the rotation, I mean, you can't ask for a better example to be set for a bunch of young kids who you want to kind of grow into those types of roles. Yeah, people aren't talking enough about how much of a leader he was for that Cubs team. And how, he was insane. And adding to a guy like when I watch Nick Pavetta, right, I see a guy that was basically the 2012 version of Arietta. Mm-hmm. Throws across his body, electric fastball, electric slider. And adding a guy like Arietta to Nick Pavetta is just only going to make it should make him even better. Totally. And the the interesting thing about Arietta is that it's not like he came in right away and was dominating. So he he came, the opposite. Right. He came in and was probably one of the worst pitchers in, in baseball. He was a big disappointment. He was a right. legit prospect and, and was not panning out. So you can show these guys how you can go through struggles and then come in on the other end. And just just having that in the ballpark is gonna is gonna help these guys tenfold. It's gonna help it's gonna help Nola get even better. And then you have you have you have Arietta right behind him. The rotation it just takes a huge step forward. He's a different cha- a difference maker in the locker room. He's working out with Nick Williams all offseason. Yeah, I saw that. 
mean, Nick well, Moore. I think you make a great point, though, and it's it's th- throughout the whole rotation. You know, I think Arietta's presence, Arietta's the way he go to, goes about his business, the resume that he has. You know, he's a Cy Young winner. He is a World Series winner. You know, all that type of stuff to these young guys. That's a, a legitimate guy to look up to. And then when you add in, like you said, Jack, I think that's a great point. Is his path to how to get there? I mean. Like we said, you know, he's only been a star for a few years, three years essentially. Before that, he was a failed prospect and turned it around later in his career than a lot of guys do and not just turn it around, turn around to be a Cy Young pitcher. And you've got a hot take about that season coming up in just a minute that I'm I'm queuing you up for it, unless you already said it with Mark. I didn't say it, no. But I, uh, I, you know, to be able to to turn to that and uh, to be able to become what he has become, I, I agree with you. I think that's a real... Um, motivational type of thing for these guys to see and to hear how he did it. It, it can only help. I agree. Well, should I just have the hot yeah, take? Well, obviously, I queued you up for it. Give it to me. Uh, 2015 Jack Arrieta was the most dominating pitcher since like late 90s Pedro. And I don't even think it's a hot take because the guy was hitting 96 up in the zone with like severe, insane movement. And then his slider slash curveball thing is just absurd. I mean, the guy was unhittable. He had a .77 ERA. In the, yeah. Jake Arrieta was unbelievable. For he had the low, he had the second lowest ERA in baseball from four, the 2014 to 2015 season, and now he's just he's a he's just a good pitcher now. Best, a really good pitcher. It was the best second half in the history of the sport. Yes. The entire time this game has been played, he had the best second half that any pitcher's ever had. He had a .177 ERA on the season. I mean, that is. It doesn't happen anymore, you know? And then to do it, like you said, Jack, it wasn't just the numbers. It was the watching him night in, night out, the utter dominance. Like you said, I I will always say, and I still say it, late 90s Pedro, the most dominating pitcher I've ever seen in my lifetime. I've never seen a guy break teams' will the way he, I'm serious. Like, you were watching your team play against Pedro, and if he was on, you're like, all right, we're not winning. Like, that's it. Just let's go home. Let's pack it up. That's how he made you feel, and Arietta that season – made opponents feel that way he really did and he won me a fantasy baseball title that year shout out to jake um just one of the all-time great seasons for a pitcher and and really you know from let's say the the middle of may on as good a you know five and a half month stretch as any pitcher has ever had in the history of baseball I think what we're going to learn with Arietta is that he's a bit of a slow-ish starter, mm-hmm. and then second half into postseason, he's a different pitcher. Every year. Second, every year since he's been good. Second half of last year, in his so final two, three, three months. 2-3 ERA or something a two, like that. 2-2-6 yeah. ERA, final three months. Uh, and really, it, it's gearing up for these postseason runs. And even even though he had the, the down year last year by some standards. Yeah, quote-unquote. I still trust him in a big game more than a lot of pitchers in this. He's shown it. And and, and he's that type of guy, Jack, you just hit on that. And and there's another thing that's kind of ineffable. It's not a statistic or a number. I believe this one. I I do too. I think there are just certain guys who, and I've said this many times, but maybe a guy just, his heart beats a little slower in a big moment. Maybe a guy just breathes a little slower, isn't as as hyper, isn't as angst and whatever it is. There are clearly guys who, when the, the biggest moments happen, the pressure is its greatest. There are certain guys who just have the ability to rise in those yeah. moments. And Jake Arrieta, everything we've seen, he's one of those guys. Yeah. And here's, I think he's going to start really slow for the Phillies. And I envision like 
you know, maybe April. Oh, that'll be fun. To, oh, my you God. You this guy $75 million takes are going to be great. I They're going to happen. Oh, They're going to happen. Because it's going to be so much fun, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but but just, just I'm begging people to be patient. Power through, please. Just, just be patient with the guy. He's had a track record of turning it around the second half because his mechanics are so finely tuned. So, like, like, like. It's unbelievable. Like the, rep, the way it replicates, it's it's so perfect. So this is weird, but I'm going to bring up Chris Traeger again. But you know how when he was Jack. the flu episode? Fritz. Right. Yes. The flu episode. Of course. Like, when he's about talking about his body breaking down. His, yeah. His great. body is a microchip. Yep. That's how I feel about Jake Arrieta. Like one little thing can send his body. And, and that's how I feel about his mechanics. And that's how I feel about Jake Arrieta as an athlete. Mm-hmm. And it well, that's the way a, he feels. It seems right. he feels about himself with the workout regimen, the way he eats, all that type of stuff. He's one of those guys who is very into, you know, his body is his temple type of guy, you know? And he's... Kind of the opposite of us, Jack. Except, well, that's why we're here. <laughs> that's, that's why we're here. Uh, but yeah, no, he's, it's going to take a little bit for him to get going next year. Uh, you know, he's already missed part of, of, of tra- uh, spring training. Which is really important. Yeah. I don't think people ever give that enough credence. You see every single year, you especially see guys who have injuries. Exactly. Especially, mostly for pitchers, but... You really need that time to build your arm up. You do. It's just a fact. We see it every year. Guys who are late to spring training get late starts. It takes them time to get going. Especially when he's been in these deep playoff runs for the last three years. Another. It's another great point. I mean, you think about, and then thinking about it from where he came to where he went, like thinking about being the failed prospect to becoming this guy for the Cubs and them making runs and all that. Like the, um, the amount of innings he's pitched over the last three plus years compared to what he pitched the prior five years is a big jump, and and that's certainly something to to you know keep an eye on. But we're getting a semi fresh arm. Well, that's the other thing too. In that way, is that he did blossom later for sure. So you know, in a sense, it's not like your average twenty nine year or you know he your average twenty five year old breaks out. He was twenty nine, you know. So yep. so that is a good point as well. Uh, so what are your what are you expecting out of Jake this year? Like, what do you what do you want to see? Uh, I, well, I want to see kind of the stuff we just talked about. Like, I know it's a little more. Not necessarily quantifiable, but I want to see the effect that he has on the the rotation, the team. I think you're going to see his impact. I really believe that. From a on-the-field perspective, I, you know, I'm not delusional. I'm not expecting him to be 2015 Jake well, Arrieta. One seven one. Yeah, I think we'll, but I we'll see. I think we'll see glimpses. I think we'll we'll he'll have games yeah. where you're like, wow, like wow, you know, that was amazing. But I think he's probably. Uh, you know, I don't think he's his first half or his second half last year. I think he's probably, you're looking, you're hoping for a, a, a round three ERA, something in that range, a hopefully in that one whip neighborhood and, uh, you know, three or four to one strikeout to walk rate. Like that's what you're looking for. That's what he can give you. And I think that it's feasible. I need like, give me like a three, three between three, six ERA. And I need I, the one thing I definitely need out of him is I need 180 to 200. Oh, you innings. need innings. It's crucial. Like you, you need guys that can pitch deeper into games and and save the bullpen for Pavetta starts or Velasquez starts or Eikhoff starts because Nola and Arietta and me are guys that can go seven innings and then turn it over the bullpen, whatever. But last year they got taxed. I mean, there'd be starting to be like fourth inning. Go get Mark Leiter. Absolutely. Jr. I mean, that's what happens. That it was. It's crucial. Yeah. I couldn't agree with you more. You you need innings out of this guy. I'll take the $75 million for 180, 200 innings. That's all I really care about. Mm-hmm. And thank God it's not the Aaron Harangs anymore. Or yeah, well, we talked about Chad that. What, how many times did I say yeah. in our in our podcast this offseason, we're like, you know, it might be like a Wade Miley guy or whatever, someone just to eat some innings. Andrew Kashner. Andrew Kashner. They need guys. They just got the best one. For the guy to be Jake Arrieta, what the hell is that, man? It's awesome. The sleeping giant is awoken. 
Yeah, At, man. For years, we talked about yeah. how, like, oh, everyone around baseball is like, well, you know, they're a sleeping giant. Those Phillies get the money. And now, now they're using the money. It's on Carlos Santana and Jake Arrieta. They have the young talent up. They have their young core and Crawford, uh, Nola, Hoskins. You know, Kingery's on his way. Mm-hmm. And they're adding the thing that makes me. I was, I was I was giddily walking down the street this morning to as as I was walking in the studio because I just remembered we have another top three pick in the draft to go along with a team that's on the rise already. The funny part is that that there are few people on the planet who get more excited about yes. the MLB draft than Jack. Red. I'm with you. I I think. What I said at the top is the thing for me that really hits me is that the concept of, you know, I woke up yesterday morning excited about baseball, excited about the Phillies just because I love baseball and because I'm excited to see this team grow. And I went to bed last night legitimately believing that the Philadelphia Phillies can make the playoffs this season. That is a a such a massive jump, such a massive leap in excitement. And then like you were just talking about the sleeping giant, that whole thing. It's a little bit faster than expected. You know, we, we've we all said 2019, that's the year they go for it. And they're not, quote unquote, like going for it, going for it this year. But they're saying, you know what? This is an opportunity. We got some money. It legitimizes us. Let's let's a little bit go for it. Yeah. Let's go for it a little more than people might thought we would. I think I'm just so happy because I feel like they're smart. They're finally smart again. Because getting, <laughs> yeah, that, like, that's I know, for sure. no, I know. I'm with you not only analytically wise, but. They're smart in realizing that you can't go in the next offseason with a 73-win team nope. and expect to lure Harper and Machado. I totally agree with it's, you. This, this move was, as much as it was about helping the team this year, it's more about walking into those meetings next year with more credence. Well, that's why, that's why I keep saying it. It's, it's as much a move for the on-the-field benefits as it is for the off-the-field, as it is yep. for the, the what this means for the Philadelphia Phillies as a franchise. Well, before we get out of here, uh, we got we to gotta go into the trust tree because finally I'm going to be able to wake up normally because I swear to God, James, for the last month I have woken up and checked my phone to see if Jake Arrieta is I know is you have. Yet. I believe it. Every single day I would and, wake and up. And I would guess there were a few nights in there where you had dreams about it oh, no, too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, no. I had dreams about that. I had dreams about Lance Lynn because he's just a beautiful playoff beardy kind of guy. Oh, yeah. And I envision that. that. the the nice woodsman thing going of on. Of course. So now I can rest easy. I don't have to wake up, roll out of bed, and get texts. Mm-hmm. I would have dreams about waking up to Jake Arrieta texts. Those days are done. It's a beautiful thing. I, you actually got I, real Jake Arrieta texts. I know. I, I know. That. And it never works out for me. That? I feel vindicated. All right. James Seltzer, Jack Fritz, John Marks hopping on earlier. Uh, a fun time for Phillies baseball. Yeah. We are, a lot more content coming, too. Right, we'll right, be, well, we, well, because you know what? This is awesome. And Jack and I talk about baseball like, I don't know, seven hours a day anyway through text and everything. So, like, this actually, we could. Do it into microphones, which is pretty cool. All right, we'll talk to you soon.